So it may be more challenging today than ever before to have a positive attitude in the midst of all this negativity. But we have to remember that Jesus calls us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. You know what really bothers me? Well, I'll tell you what really bothers me. I suspect that it bothers you too. Negative people and negative thinking. And if you're like me and you've watched some of the political discussions on TV over the last several weeks, then you can't help but notice that talking negative is one thing that they all have in common. I mean, it's sad, but apparently true, that the media experts have found that negative advertising and tearing down your opponents is more effective than just putting out your own message. But it's not just politics. The truth is, most media outlets thrive on the negative message. Tabloid magazines have the largest circulation. The entertainment gossip shows are among the most widely viewed, and all because they exploit everyone's faults and their failures. So there's just no getting around it. In our society today, negative sells better than positive. But you know, we may be surrounded by negative But that doesn't make it right, because it's not a Christian characteristic to tear someone else down, to build someone else up. And I believe that God not only intends for us to live with a positive attitude, but the Word reveals over and over to us that He responds to and is attracted to positive people. In the Old Testament, Joseph had plenty of reasons to be negative. His own brothers sold him into slavery. My own brothers probably wanted to do that to me a few times. He suffered years of mistreatment, but his skills and his attitude caught the attention of those in power. He always made the best out of his circumstances, and he found favor with God and men and became a great leader in his generation. And the Apostle Paul, he could have gone negative. He was thrown in prison, put in chains, but he decided to look at the bright side. He said that because he was in jail, there were others who stepped up and began preaching more courageously. You see, he knew that the negative didn't help anything. Paul reminds us of this old rhyme about attitude. It goes like this. Two men looked out from prison bars. One saw mud. The other saw stars. I wonder which one we would be. Our attitudes are a direct reflection on how we perceive the reality of life. 
And we can't afford to let the culture around us drag us down into the negative spiral that it insists on perpetuating. Through Christ, we have every reason to be positive about life and about others. The Word says this, Let the mind be in you which also is in Christ. Did you hear that? The Word says we can have the mind of Christ. So it may be more challenging today than ever before to have a positive attitude in the midst of all this negativity. But we have to remember that Jesus calls us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We're supposed to make it taste better and spice things up. And when we turn our hearts and our minds to Christ, it's impossible to be negative. Like David of old, we have to say, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. And I know that when we do that, I can promise you something good and something positive will happen in Jesus' name. Do you think we ever need to remind God of anything? You might think that's a strange question. Well, we remind God of His promises because God wants us to know what He has promised us. Stay tuned to learn more. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I was going to ask you, has anybody had a bad day lately? <laughs> I thought so. Okay, well, well, here are the top ten ways to know you're having a bad day. Okay, you ready for this? Top ten ways to know when you're having a bad day. Number ten, when your twin sister forgets your birthday. <laughs> Number nine, you know you're having a bad day when it costs more to fill up your car than it did to buy it. <laughs> That's right. Number eight, you're having a bad day, you call your wife and tell her you'd like to eat out tonight, and when you get home, you find a sandwich on the front porch. Number seven, it's a bad day when the bird singing outside your window is a buzzard. <laughs> Number six, your doctor tells you you're in excellent health for someone twice your age. It's a bad day. Number five, you're having a bad day when your children's school calls to surrender. <laughs> 
Number four, it's a bad day when you have to borrow from your Visa card to pay your MasterCard bill. <laughs> Number three, you're having a bad day when you put both contact lens in the same eye. I've been there. <laughs> Number two, you know you're having a bad day when you see a film crew from 60 Minutes waiting outside your office. And the number one way to know that you're having a bad day, when your car horn sticks and you're on the freeway behind 32 Hells Angels on motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Okay, but let's face it. We all have a few of those days. And in fact, it's pretty normal to have a bad stretch where things aren't going well. And some of you could even be having some of those times right now. But you know what? All of us as Christians, we have an amazing arsenal of weapons available to us to fight and overcome whatever comes our way. And we know that it's there. But so often we don't unleash the power that's right there for us to use. And what I'm talking about are the promises of God. You see, God always tells the truth. He always does exactly what he says. And he said he'd do a lot of things for us. And there are well over a thousand promises in his word that we can rely on to help us deal with our struggles. And all his promises are true. But here's the key. What many people don't realize is you have to remind God of his promises. And you might think that's a strange statement. Why would we have to remind God of anything? Well, we remind God of his promises because God wants us to. Not because he can't remember what he promised. But because God wants us to know what he promised. Most of the great characters in the Bible reminded God of the promises that he had made. David, Abraham, Moses, all of them, they cried out to God. For him to deliver on his promises. And you know what? He always did. So we have this huge advantage in life in the form of God's promises. But the word shows us that we have to go after them. That we have to get his attention. You know, you, you, you know the scriptural phrase that we've heard our whole life. All the promises of God are yes and amen. I know you like that when you use it often. Well, I never bothered to really grasp what that line meant. But when you read that whole passage, it gets clearer. Here's what it says. For no matter how many promises are made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And what I learned is amen is one of the few words that means the same in Hebrew as it does in English. It means to agree or to, to acknowledge that it's true, like so be it or it is so. So what this means to us is that through Christ, all his promises are true. So when we remind God of his promises, Christ responds and says, yes. And then we say, amen. We've got it. I claim your promise in Jesus' name. Now, you may say, well, I pray and I read the word. And sometimes I still don't feel like he's listening. Well, you know, the word also shows us that there are times when God allows us to feel like he's not listening. 
But that's when God is testing you to see if you'll trust Him and His promises no matter how you feel. That's when He wants you to cry out, God, where are you? And that's when you can remind Him that He promised He would never leave nor forsake us. And that's when you can remind Him that He promised He would inhabit the praises of His people. And that's when He wants to come through. And that's when He has to come through. Because all His promises are true. Dwight Moody once once said, God never made a promise that was too good to be true. Our God is an interactive God. He's made promises to you for everything that you could be going through today. It could be depression. It could be fear, grief, heartbreak, worry, failure. It doesn't matter. He's promised to get you through it. What an amazing gift His promises are for us to stand on, for us to hold on to, and for us to remind God of. All His promises are true. Say that with me. All His promises are true. Listen to this one that the Lord Himself made. He said, there are many rooms in my Father's house. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't so, I would tell you. And when everything is ready, I'll come. I'll come and I'll get you so that you can be where I am. What a promise. Aren't you glad they're all true? Because this one, it tells us that no matter what happens, everything's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Spiritually speaking, are you a chicken or an eagle? Stay with Bobby to hear how you can fly in the face of life's storms just like an eagle. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. I want to talk about birds. Here's the question. Are you a chicken or are you an eagle? You know, I'm not sure what all you can learn from a chicken. My limited experience with chickens is mostly deciding whether to order them fried or grilled. 
Yeah, fraud usually wins. But we know that live chickens are skittish and afraid. They scratch around the barnyard. They cluck. They can't fly. And they seem to be satisfied to live inside the fenced-in yard. When a storm comes, they flap around. They run for the chicken coop. Well, chickens and eagles are both birds, but they couldn't be more different. An eagle is born to soar, and it knows from an early age that he's different from other birds. He has a keen eye, and he knows how to manage the wind currents to fly higher than other birds. He dwells in high places, and he's confident enough to fly directly into the wind and rise above it. And I think if we had to choose between chickens and eagles, we would all like to think we're more like an eagle, especially when we start to encounter some of the storms of life where we know we're going to be tested. So I want to share with you three simple things that we learn from eagles, things that teach us how to succeed in life when facing difficult times. The first thing that we learn from eagles is that we have to know who we are in Christ. It's more important than ever in difficult times to hold close to our identity as a child of God, saved by His grace, redeemed by His blood, and promised victory in this life and the next. The Word says, I've been bought with a price, and I belong to God. In Philippians, it says, I'm confident that God will complete the good work that he started in me. You see, an eagle knows from the time it's born that it's an eagle, not a chicken. Many times as Christians, we know that we're meant to be an eagle, but we act like a chicken. We let our fears rule our, rule our thoughts, and there's no good reason for that. The Word gives us a powerful truth about our thoughts. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, we become what we think about, focus on, and surround ourselves with. So when we think we're an eagle Christian that God destined us to be, we can be strong, we can be courageous, and we can fly in the face of life's storms just like an eagle. We have to know we are in Christ the second thing we learn from eagles is that we have to be determined to prevail. You know, when an eagle goes searching for his mate, he's subjected to an incredible series of tests devised by the female. If he's not completely committed to the process of pursuing her, she's going to ditch him. But the eagle is determined, and he tirelessly obliges her all these activities until finally she accepts him as her lifelong partner. And eagle Christians don't give up either. They don't scatter and run in fear like chickens. Eagle Christians are determined to place their trust in God and they stand on His promises. The Word says, Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. And finally, eagles show us that we have to renew our strength. When an eagle gets to be about four years old, he realizes that his performance is lacking. 
His feathers are worn and his talons are dull. He's still an eagle, but he's losing power. So the eagle goes to a higher place and he begins to pluck out all his feathers one by one, literally thousands of them. Then he dives into the water and he cleans his body. Next he takes days to sharpen his talons by rubbing them on a rock. And all in all, this process takes about 40 days. After that, his feathers have grown back perfectly. And this eagle emerges stronger than ever. And for us to be eagle Christians, we have to renew ourselves in spirit to be able to stand up and face the challenges of difficult times. When we spend time praying, meditating, and worshiping the Lord, it builds our faith. It disperses our fears, and we rejoice in the victory that's ours. So this morning, if you have any reason to be concerned about anything, your, your job, your finances, or your future, you need to remember that you are destined to be an eagle Christian, born to face life's trials and soar above them because of the hope of Jesus Christ in your life. And it's no wonder that God compares us to eagles. This is what the Word says. But those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Can I tell you something this morning? We're going to make it. We're going to make it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.